0: Uh, I was coming out of a service station last week (laughs) and a lady spotted me and I've never had a reaction quite like this. She shouted very loudly, Graham Hall! (laughs) Small pause, I have a schnauzer! (laughs) And I just wish I was quick enough (laughs) to come up with the answers because the options are A, don't tell everyone they'll all want one B, you think you're special, I once met a lady with three schnauzers. (laughs) I couldn't think of any of those at
1: the moment. This week on Walking the Dog, I decided to take Raymond back to school. Mature student, I know, and see how he fared under the forensic eye of Britain's most celebrated dog trainer, Dogs Behaving Very Badly presenter Graham Hall. Now, last time I chatted to Graham for this podcast, we couldn't do it in person due to lockdown, but he assured me he was dying to meet Raymond in real life for a one-to-one session. So he could offer some, I mean, he called it gentle advice. I call it bite of the reality sandwich. So Raymond and I popped to the Cotswolds, where Graham is based, for our walk slash terrifying exam. And Graham wasn't hard to find because he drives a white Land Rover with a number plate dog, which at some point I intend to steal off him. Graham is best known, of course, for the wonderful Dogs Behaving Very Badly on Channel 5. He's also written two fabulous books recently, All Dogs Great and Small, and perfectly imperfect puppy. Graham is adorable. He's so charismatic and warm and very unlike that traditional notion of the dog trainer as a sort of instructor and SAS, are you tough enough? Instead, he teaches through encouragement and positivity and crucially, he's a good laugh. And he genuinely has some strange magical affinity with dogs. Raymond was literally a lovesick puppy around him. I mean, I say, puppy, Raymond's actually a 35-year-old man in dog years, still living with his mum. But, you know, we're all a work in progress. I really hope you enjoy my chat with Graham and do go and see him live while you can. His shows are packed with funny stories and practical advice and he'll be answering all your dog-related questions. He's playing all over the country for the next few months and you can get tickets at grahamhalllive.com. I'm going to hand over to the man himself now, Please remember to follow us, rate, and review. Without further ado, here's Graham and Raymond.
0: Hello, Ray Ray. Come here, hello. You're cute, are you? You're even littler in real life. He's a good boy. Should we go for a walk? Come on. Hey. I think he
1: really likes you already, Graham. <laughs>
0: Come on, mate! Yay! What oh, do you think so
1: far?
0: He's pretty good, isn't he? Off lead as well. I don't, know he, I don't know what he makes of the Cotswolds, but.
1: You're going to discover that Raymond treats walking like he's browsing around a shopping centre and he's oh, going, oh, he? there's a sale on and Zara, I'll pop in there. Yeah. He sniffs a lot, Graham. Good that.
0: Well, he will be here. He's used to London, isn't he?
1: Why is he so slow, Graham?
0: Well, because of what you just said, he's just hit the haberdashery department. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I would imagine haberdashery is that interesting, but it might be.
1: Raymond! Come on! Raymond! See?
0: Yeah. There you oh. go. Raymond! One word from you. And he does what he wants. He's <laughs> coming. Raymond! Come on, boy! Yay! Well, he's moving.
1: I might put the lead on because it speeds him up a bit.
0: Oh, you're all right. Let him go. He's happy. I, I suppose the point about this is, this is the reason there's no such thing as Raymond racing. Greyhounds, they're a different thing. <laughs> Come on, Ray Ray. Yeah, good boy. That's a yes, you can do it. Oh, now we're moving. Good boy.
1: Well, I'm so thrilled to be here. It's Without further it? ado. Without further ado, I'm going to officially introduce the podcast. This is the second time this wonderful man has come on my podcast. The first time was on Zoom because of pandemic related reasons. So he promised me we could meet up IRL. IRL. And he could finally meet Raymond. I am, of course, with the very wonderful dog father, Mr. Graham Hall. Hello. You all right? I'm so happy we've come to visit you. I won't be specific about the exact location, but we're in the beautiful
0: Cotswolds. We're in a mysterious location in the Cotswolds, where I live. And it's stunning, Graham. It's good, isn't it? People often ask me around, if if you're from Yorkshire, if if Yorkshire's so great, right, how come you live here? And I, don't, I skip the obvious answer, which is about natural beauty and all the rest of it. I simply say, because I'm on missionary duties, <laughs> spreading the Yorkshire word. Can
1: you call him, Graham?
0: Come on, Raymond, do keep up, boy. <laughs> Good Lord. In fairness to him, he's only got little legs.
1: Is it that or is it a slight element of disobedience and stubbornness?
0: Well, there is a bit of that. It's sort of like, I get there when it suits me, really.
1: How do we hurry him up, Graham?
0: We carry on. That's what we do. Come on, (laughs) because it's the game he's playing at the minute. He's like, no, I think you'll wait.
1: Oh, is that what it is? Yeah.
0: And then we hang around and we go, come on, Raymond, come on, Raymond. Then he goes, okay, you may proceed.
1: So, I'm here to talk to Graham, partly so that he can judge Ray. He doesn't judge. (laughs) No. But I do feel a bit like. I'm about to, uh, I'm in front of the flash dance panel and you've got your clipboard. <laughs> and you're going to see what you think of Ray's behaviour. What have you observed so far?
0: Well, talking of observation, is that him, that little dot in the distance? <laughs> <laughs> we are walking quite quick, you know. And you've brought the whitest shoes in the world <laughs> to the Cotswolds. <laughs> uh, it's country here, you know. We're not in, we're not in London now, dear. Ah, dear. I tell you. Oh,
1: I don't come here to be insulted. I come here for my daughter's <laughs> <me? laughs>
0: Where do you normally go? That's the standard answer, isn't it? Yeah. Hello, mate. He's finally caught us up.
1: You say pause, Graham. He looks like he's got little hands on. Little what? Little Laboutan heels. He looks like he's got high heels What's on. What's a You'll find out. <laughs> it's time. We are also, Graham, here. I'm yes. here so that you can look at Raymond and maybe tell me ways in which there's always room for improvement, let's face it. Yeah. And I want to talk to you because so many people got dogs. I think over three million pets people got during the pandemic. And That's right. I imagine you've been a busy old boy. So well,
0: yeah, we went from roughly 10 million dogs before the lockdowns to about 12 million now and most of that increase has come from people who have not had dogs before. Mm. So lots of people who need lots of information really and a bit of help and that was the idea behind the book.
1: It's so good, well, we're going to talk lots about the book and I'm sure, I mean I read it and I'm not going to lie there was a lot of new information in there ah, even really. though Raymond is now five Yes. but there you go. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk first, I want to catch up with you really uh-huh. because Obviously, everyone will know you from your hugely successful show, Dogs Behaving Very,
0: Very Badly. badly.
1: <laughs> Notice I said that in a slightly Yorkshire accent and you said it in a very. I accident. went
0: posh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's like the end of Greece. Let's do a podcast where you're talking broad Yorkshire and I'm doing posh. Where's he gone? Come on! Uh, you see, he's off like a little rocket now, Lucy, because we carried on walking and we've been walking quite quickly. And he's now gone, Oh my God, I've got left behind, I-, I need to hurry. Look at that. It's like a flying carpet. <laughs> well, that proves the point. He can shift when he needs to.
1: Yeah. Is that something you come across a lot with dogs? That sort of slight, I'll do what I want.
0: Yeah. And, you know, in gen- he's a lovely little dog. You haven't got any major problems here. He's never going to be on dogs behaving very badly, is he? Um, but sometimes that that kind of "I'll do what I want, I call the shots does lead to problems, you know sometimes it, it leads to a bit of aggression maybe or all sorts of things you know um, well,
1: the main issues I have with Ray Graham, uh-huh. and these are actually subjects which I think you cover really well in on your show and also in perfectly imperfect puppy and your previous book, which uh-huh. I also
0: loved thank you
1: all dogs great and, and small. small oh yes so. My two issues with Ray are, as you can see, a little bit dawdling on the walks. Yes. Um, not fabulous. He gets distracted. Yeah. So, bit slow, gets distracted, but other dogs, he's not great. Oh, really? Well, I tell you what, he's a bit trust no one. He's fine with very big dogs because they largely ignore him. Mm-hmm. And he's fine with very small dogs. What he hates okay. are those
0: medium-sized dogs. Oh, that's interesting. Because well,
1: they want to play with him, and he's frightened. that. Yeah. so,
0: first things first. Bit slow, gets distracted. Bit like me, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> secondly, bit scared of dogs. Um, not so much like me. <laughs> Would make my job really tricky, that wouldn't it? Um, I'd love to help you, but I'm terrified of your dog. Um, <laughs> so, little dogs are okay. That's interesting because sometimes dogs are a bit funny with little dogs. Terriers that are a bit feisty, maybe, you know. Big dogs are a bit imposing. I reckon the medium sized dogs are probably the most active ones then. Yes. Probably border collies. That kind of dog, you know. On the go, on the go, on the go. So, I think what's happening there is that um, he, he just doesn't like being bothered like that. It just puts him out of sorts, you know. Yeah. Um, so He's... how do you fix it? Well, get him used to it in stages really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be taking him to, to a place where you can perhaps see a dog like that in the distance, running around. Um, keep roaming with you. He'll probably stay with you anyway, actually, I think, because he won't want to be running over there, will he? Um, your demeanour is really important at that stage. Because if you're beginning to look anxious, he will too, yeah? You see, this uh, is what
1: Graham does, is that he's a little bit sneaky because you go to him about your dog <laughs> and what you actually end up getting is a bit of therapy for yourself.
0: Well, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. It's all about that interaction between, you know, uh, in this case a dog and, and you, you know. So you can't just look at one side and go, well, it's all Raymond's fault. <laughs> you know, Raymond's the problem, all the other dogs are the problem. You go, okay, well, Yes, there's an element of that, but also, okay, so what are you doing? What do you look like? Perfectly natural to get anxious if you know he's going to react, you know.
1: A lot of the time, not always, but I'm starting to think a lot of the issues that owners see in dogs are issues, it's a bit like your parents. When yeah. you say, oh, that thing really wound me up about my dad, yeah. if you are really honest with yourself and examine yourself, it's probably because you see it in yourself.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I think we often, there is that thing, isn't there? You get like your dog or your dog gets like you. And we often <coughs> choose a dog that's a bit like us. Um, so I'll give you a good example. Um, so I know somebody who's got Patterdale Terrier, and the Patterdale Terrier winds her up, and she wants the Patterdale Terrier up. And the sound, when you listen to it, is very similar. So it'll start off <laughs> with, with, with the lady telling off the dog, and it all sounds the same in the end. So it ends up like this. It's like, will you pack it in? I've told you
1: before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've just turned into your dog, haven't you? So that's often the way, you know? So if you get an anxious dog, it's not always going to be because you're anxious, but it's certainly not going to help if you don't look the part. So the way to think of it is, if he's beginning to get a bit a bit anxious, a bit nervous about a situation, he looks at you, because they read our body language and our faces, yeah? If he's looking at you thinking, yeah, she's anxious too, there's no way that's gonna reassure him.
1: Graham, I've never really seen him like this with anyone before. It's kind of like he's he can his soul can sing openly with you.
0: Oh, that's a nice thing to say. I, I think you know, sometimes what happens. Is when you're a little cute dog, you get one of two things. You either get people who don't get dogs and never say hello to you, understandable, or you get people who do the opposite. It's like, hello, hello, ooh, do, 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 and hands are in. They're fluffing him up, and he's like, actually, we've hardly met. <laughs> Take me out to dinner. So, uh, but what I did with him was like, oh, hello, mate, you're right, a bit normal, you know. Didn't pick him up straight away. Let him come to me, you know. And when I did pick him up. I'm not just sticking my face in his, I'm sideways on, letting him have a little sniff at the side of my face. And you know, he's like, oh, yeah, oh, this is okay. I quite like him. I'll have a bit more.
1: But you say that, Gwen, but I do think you've got a natural gift. And do you think some people, do you think that dogs definitely relate better to some people than others? And why is that?
0: Yeah, I think they do. And I, 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 you see, I didn't grow up with dogs, which was just kind of interesting, I guess. Um, um, and then I lived with one or two dogs with, with girlfriends and got used to them and thought oh, maybe there's something going on here. But I remember taking the lead of a friend's dog once Um said let me have a little go with this dog. And it was a Labrador that was pulling. And pretty quickly, even though I didn't know what I was doing then, it just seemed to work. So I don't think it's magic, but mm-hmm. I do think that some of us maybe just have that natural sort of knack you know staying calm is pretty good mm. um you know calm but firm all those old cliches you know calm and, and assertive and all that stuff it does actually work
1: well i want to remind people just to bring them up to speed if anyone didn't listen to Graham part one please do and also you came to it relatively late in life You're calling yeah because you started off you worked for weetabix which is fabulous for a <laughs> long time and then you got two Rotties, didn't you, Axel and Gordon? That's it. And then you decided, I'm quite good at this dog training thing. Yeah. I might give it a go. Is that? That's essentially yeah, it. Essentially,
0: isn't it. Yeah. It's like you know, I seem to have something here. Somebody said to me, actually, why don't you, why don't you be a dog trainer? Because I was planning on doing something else, being a management consultant, actually, very different thing. And uh, I thought, well, I'll give it a go. You know. Um, so, and I think one of the differences is that that focus on what the owners are doing as well, you know, that we've we've touched on before. You can't just look at a dog in isolation and go, the problem's all about the dog. Yeah. It's like, okay. Well, often what I hear is things like, he's okay with my husband, yeah. not so much with me, or vice versa, of course. You think, okay, well, there's gonna be something here, then, isn't there? One of you's doing something wrong. Yeah. And then if you look at that, you can often identify, it. it's like, oh, it's your tone of voice, or it's the way you flap your arms around, you know? Or, um, Maybe it's it's the way you're stroking him and revving him up, you know, it's all that kind of thing. Maybe it's a body language thing, you know, are you smiling when you're pleased with him? Because they don't know otherwise, do they? Um, some of us have a concentration face that looks like a grimace. That doesn't help. Hello mate. It's nice isn't it? Hello. <laughs> oh he's done a little shake off. Now he's got a bit of water on his fur because it's not the driest here, but, uh, but I don't think that was um, drying himself off. Shake-off is something that happens when they calm down. In human terms, a shake-off like a, a kind of phew. You know, it's like, oh, phew. So he got himself quite distance from us there, looked up, realised that he's like, oh blimey, I'm going to get lost, ran to us, when he came here, he did a shake-off. So a shake-off is, is a dog's way of kind of going phew, okay, nice, okay, I'm safe, I'm all right, I'm okay. So there are times when I'm maybe working with a dog, I do something, they do a shake-off and I think, oh, right, well, if you've just gone few, you must have been quite tense for the last couple yes, of minutes. Yes,
1: it's like a reboot, isn't yeah, it? it is a bit. It's an emotional yeah. reboot.
0: And we're okay, yeah. So, yeah, so, so it's they can't speak to us, you know. I'm pretty good at picking up when a dog's tense, but even I miss it. But sometimes the shake-off tells me that they had been tense and now they've, they've taken a breather, you know.
1: I think partly his reason for walking behind is sort of nerves in a way, that he sort of thinks, if I'm last through the door, I won't get punched first.
0: Well, yeah, there's a bit of that. I mean, you you see, an old-fashioned way of saying this would be, well, we're in front, we're leading, he's following, he's behind us, that's the natural order of things. The truth is, even if you go a long way back to wolves, which is probably 15,000 years ago in in his ancestry, they don't always lead from the front. So all of that stuff's a bit old-fashioned, but if you're a bit of a nervy dog, and you keep the people in front of you, you can see them all the time, can't you? Once you're out the front, you've lost sight. You get nervous. Where have they gone? Where have they gone? So he was staying behind, until just now, we've been walking for, what, 20-25 minutes I should think, Um, and he's like, no, no, it's okay, they're they're not going to abandon me, I'll I'll, I'll hang out the front for a bit. Hello! (laughs) Who's a good lad? So tell me, your life has
1: been something of a whirlwind I would imagine in the last mm. year because things were sort of taking off for you quite a lot when we last spoke.
0: So when we first had lockdowns in 2020, we were all due to be producing the next um, next series of dogs behaving very badly. That got cancelled of course, like lots of other things. So. So like everybody else I suppose I am planning, I was you uh, <laughs> where am yeah. I gonna get paid next? Because you know, I'm self-employed like anyone. And um but it, it it very quickly turned into this thing where people getting new puppies, lots of people needed a bit of advice. People were sat watching the telly, of course, so the reruns of dogs behaving badly became quite popular, I guess. Yeah. Um So yeah, um things have really taken off. Um uh we've we've had a couple of million people watching dogs behaving very badly live which is amazing really um a couple of books
1: dog father live is the tour that you're doing now
0: i'm going to struggle with me puffing it this is really <laughs> stupid ah, let me get my breath mate. <laughs> when the lockdowns first started i came walking all these footpaths and bridleways and really i'd only just moved here yeah. and i realized that there's not much flat in the Cotswolds. <laughs> you're either going down a hill or you're going up a hill and there ain't much in between. So, uh, yeah, Dogfather Live, and you can find it uh, on, it's grahamhalllive.com, uh, right? Um, what's it about? Well, first half, we're gonna talk about dog behavior, loads of stories from the show. We've got some loads of clips of the show that I'll talk us through, um, and really explain how I do what I do. So if you've ever wondered, how does that guy do it? to the show and i'll tell you but the second part is even better um because i don't know what's going to happen in the second part it's a live q a so come to the show ask your questions and i'll do my best to answer them so i'm really walking onto the stage in the second half not knowing what might be happening in the next hour but that's great because i'm really happy for people to just ask me any question you know
1: yeah, you're quite a natural extrovert, Graham, aren't you? Would you say that's
0: true? I think that's probably true. I think I always have been. You know, I think you're one way or the other, aren't you? Generally. Um, so yeah. Well, I quite like bouncing off people. I'm, you know, to use a very old cliche, I'm a people person. So I've ended up in a job that's what well, kind of ideal, really. I've always said that that well, I'm I'm not aiming what I do. I, dog trainers and people who are really, really into dogs, people who go across them. that. No problem with that. Um, but really the people who come to me are just ordinary people who have dogs.
1: I learnt a very important thing mm-hmm. from reading your book. Apparently you say enough is a word we don't use enough with our dogs
0: it turns <laughs> out. Funny that yeah you're right. I, I think there's no right and wrong but there are there are certainly words and and ways of delivering them that aren't helpful, right? So often, when you let's say your dog's barking too much, the temptation is to oh no, stop, pack it in, da 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 da, and the sound of that's going up, isn't it? You know, oh no, pack it in, you know, all of that. All that does is fuel the fire. And for the longest time, I used to say to people, look, it doesn't really matter what the word is, it's all about the sound. But then I twigged one day, I was working with a client, and he actually said, um, what well, if I change it to enough? And I thought, that'll work, not because of the word, because of the sound yeah it's nigh on impossible to say enough with an upwards inflection you would never go enough (laughs) (laughs) sounds crazy isn't it but it you're going to deliver it in that enough i mean it not negotiable so it's a great word raymond no don't do it now he's been a good boy stick around
1: and the other thing graham also said it's a really good idea to give your dog a two-syllable name Because dogs kind of speak a tonal language, don't they?
0: They do. So, um, I mean, if you really want to give your dog a a one-syllable name, just make sure it doesn't sound like something that you might be using as a command. So, for example, if you've got a dog called Neil, you might want to not say heel for your walking command. Yeah? His it, dog it, called Neil. <laughs> <laughs> See I would, because I quite like those <laughs> ironic names. I mean, Neil? says
1: the woman whose dog is called Raymond.
0: Well there you are. <laughs> two syllables, man. So the reason for two syllables is it, it's very distinct, isn't it? It's very clear. If you're in the park, so so my two Rotties famously were Axel and Gordon. You know. Axel's a bit stronger, isn't it? It doesn't sound like anything else. It rings out Axel, it's like did you oh that's me. Yeah. yeah. Um so it's a little tweak but if you're thinking about a name for a dog yeah just think about that there's, there's, i think when you yeah. get a puppy there's a lot to think about um i chatted to a fella yesterday i was in london and somebody recognized me on the tube can you imagine this somebody on the tube spoke to me now that <laughs> never happens right turns out he wasn't <laughs> from london either um but uh, he recognized he said oh i'm gonna get a rottweiler um puppy Oh, good for you, I love Rottweilers, I've he had him in the past. Have you got a name for him? And he said, Hector, right? Yeah. I'm, oh, that's quite good, Hector, like that, Hector's house, great big big lummox of a dog. And he said, Hector the Protector. I'm like, oh, hang on, careful what you wish for, yeah? I said, I think Hector's good if you're thinking Hector's house, if you're old enough, or, you know, all that kind of thing. But, but Hector the Protector, just don't put that on your dog too much. It's a, it's a bit like the old what you put out to the universe yeah. thing. Good boy, come on. How are
1: you finding? You talked about seeing that guy on the tube, and I'm interested. Obviously, I imagine there's been a lot more focus on you. You probably get recognised more. And mm-hmm. how are you finding that?
0: Oh, it's okay. You know, people. Generally speaking, people are lovely, um, and I'm always happy to chat if I've got a moment. Um, but there are funny ones. Uh, I was coming out of a service station last week. <laughs> And a lady spotted me, and I've never had a reaction quite like this. She shouted very loudly, Graham Hall! (laughs) Small pause, I have a schnauzer! (laughs) And I just wish I was quick enough (laughs) to come up with the answers. Because the options are, A, don't tell everyone they'll all want one. B, you think you're special, I once met a lady with three schnauzers. And I can't remember what the third one is, but they'd have done. I couldn't think of any of those at the moment. So, yeah, so I live in this world where where funny things happen. Well, if you've got the right sense of humor, funny things happen, you know. <laughs> He's off in front now.
1: Where Hall, I have a Shih Tzu.
0: <laughs> yeah, little Shih Tzu. <laughs> Raymond, come here, you little Shih Tzu. um
1: <laughs> There's the trailer. So... Yeah, but it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because even though it's lovely and it's nice to be recognised for what you do and sometimes there are moments when it's, it's difficult because people don't know what's going on in your life. So no, you might be right. thinking, oh, I'm feeling a bit down today or I've had mm. some sad news about a friend or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but your persona is capable, smile.
0: Yeah, you've, you've really got a. To... It's not that you put on an act, but you switch into a different mode. And, you know, it, th- I think that's not unique to yeah. people like me, or let's say celebrities in general. I struggle calling myself that. But, uh, you know, if you're a police officer in uniform on the street, people expect a certain kind of thing from you, don't they? Either they expect you to be down, it's not allowed. You know, So I think there are times when clearly that could be a problem, but you do sometimes have to step up a bit, you know? Yeah. Um But, you know... Dogs and dog people always lift me. Because um, you end up talking about the dogs. Dogs do funny things. <laughs> uh, they just do. You know, you don't have to be a stand-up comedian to pull any comedy at what happens with dogs, you know. Yeah. You see it on the show all the time, do um, People say things like, uh, <laughs> the lady was dressing up her little dog, used to go to the pageants, and she spent a lot of money on dresses and that, you know. And uh, this was in Doncaster, and she said, uh, "It's, uh, it's not as though i dress him up every day, right? And I just said, no, because that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, you can have a bit of a chuckle, you know. Yeah. So there are days, aren't there, when you think, oh, really? I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've got this private one-to-one book, let's say, which these days I get very little time to do. Oh, I really could have done without this. But you get there, you knock on the door, you do the profession, hi, hi, nice to meet you. An hour later, you've forgotten that you were miserable on the way there, you know, because dogs just do that to you
1: and you still you don't have a dog living with you at the moment
0: no that's right um
1: yeah. because you're basically going around sorting out everyone else's dogs you're yeah. like mary poppins in that respect
0: yes that's <laughs> kind of right isn't it? yeah a bit like a nanny you're right um the irony of it is that yeah for a long time uh you know was single so um living in the place funny enough living in a place where i can't have dogs but it really didn't matter because I couldn't have a dog of my own because I'm spending the whole week on the road doing Mm. lots of different things, you know. So, yeah, very ironic. But, you know, I was visiting um, my old dog with with my ex, that's fine. i met somebody else now, so... and Dog person? Dog person, got three of them. I feel so relieved. I don't think it would work otherwise, (laughs) would it? Um, But yeah, no, three dogs. So, um, all old ones. So it's quite interesting from my point of view. Uh, a deaf dog right old boy who's a boxer who's 11 years old and he's deaf every now and again he forgets that he's 11 years old and he just turns into a boxer puppy which is <laughs> boxers all over isn't it um, but that's quite an interesting challenge can i say
1: she she's basically got the trainer <laughs> living in
0: yeah ah but there's a downside go on. which is when we go out and about with the three dogs they've got to be well behaved So, so so I'm forever, you know, when you know, when. You, you get a couple and one's teaching the other how to drive and it's like, oh, you no. can't tell me where I'm working and they have to go get a driving instructor. <laughs> We're almost at that point point. I'm like, hey, slack lead, come on, J, J-shaped lead, like, don't sense up.
1: But, you see, I felt that when I brought Ray today, I thought, oh God, I hope Ray behaves himself. No, oh, he's great. He hasn't let me down. Hey, he's lovely. He doesn't, the other thing, Graham, is he doesn't bark. What, what, is that a bit weird?
0: Um, it's a breed thing, really. I mean, there are obviously, there's obviously shitties out there that do bark, but, um Funny enough, just this morning I was looking at uh, I was looking at our boxer and uh, uh, and I was thinking, yeah, you don't bark very much at all, very rare, you mm. know. He's bouncy and all that, but he doesn't bark. The boxers normally um, bark a lot. Not so much. The mm. mastiffs generally don't. When they do, it's quite a deep bark. You know about it, you know. Yeah. Um, but the little Passet Terrier, <laughs> well now, <knew. laughs> she'll bark for. Almost no reason, you know. Um, so it, it depends from breed to breed, really. So I think, you know, the fact he's, he's quite, you know, thank you blessings, really.
1: The only thing he does is sometimes he lets out a strange sort of chewbacca growl. If I'm on the sofa and he wants to get up, uh-huh. that's quite common, is it? It's like a territorial. Did we
0: talk about this last time? I yeah, think we, we did. did. And I said, what do you do? And you said, I'll pick him up and I'll put him on the sofa. <laughs> And here we are, a year down the line, you're still doing it, aren't you? I might be. Yay!
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Graham, what is the thing you're, you find most with the most common problem that people get? Because I know jumping up is a big thing with puppies, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. Um, do you know, in, in terms of a big um, issue, one of the biggest things that happens with puppies is they get to a teenage stage and people don't expect it. So five months in, thereabouts, five, six months old, you had this puppy that was really obedient, you did all the early training, it's, everything's going really well. And suddenly, like a human teenager, they do the doggy equivalent of like, mm, make meet me, yeah? They don't wanna comply. You know, it takes 13 times to call them back and all those, those things. And often at that point, people start to panic you know it's like maybe we can't give this dog what they need we've got this all wrong and sadly that's a time when lots of dogs get rehomed um mm. so a big part of the book was was to talk through that teenage stage you know what you can do about that essentially stick to your guns keep doing the right things keep praising the right behaviors and 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 like teenagers they come out of it you know um yeah, it's the nirvana
1: years isn't
0: it it is yeah so keep on keep on you know you'll be fine um but if you if you give up at that point, you'll never know, will you?
1: When I see you with dog owners saying, um, "Well, maybe it's because you do that," and they tense up and get a bit defensive and say, "No, no, 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 no," I think right, you do
0: do that. You're on the right thing there, <laughs> then, are you? Yeah, no, you're right. Um, it, it is an interesting thing in life, that isn't it? It, it? It's the thing that riles you the most is probably the thing you're doing, isn't yeah. it? So I've caught myself at times going, "God." It's very rare for me to just dislike somebody but you know every now and again you meet somebody and you think oh, I don't like you and I caught myself the other day thinking I don't like him because he's really judgmental and I'm like that's me being judgmental <laughs> so I think you just need that self-awareness you know.
1: When I ask why I don't like someone it is normally because it's stuff I struggle with in myself like I'll say mm. oh, it just comes in and noisy and takes over. So you're a bit like yeah. me then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, like, do you know, I think we all are. I yeah. think that's the truth. You know, there's the, the there's the thing about opposites attract, isn't there? Uh, and so the opposite of that, if you'll excuse the repetition, is that sometimes when you're two alike, you just bounce off each other in a bad way, you know? Um, so do you think with dogs, it's interesting because mm.
1: Raymond, I would say, is well, tell me what, what you make of Roman personality-wise so far.
0: He's a pretty chilled-out guy, actually. Is what I'm seeing. He's like, hello, you're all right. I'll take you as a fine. you. you seem fine. I'll have a little plod. You know, he's a wee bit, wee bit on the nervy side. But to be honest, he's never been here before. He's never met me, that's, so that's kind of normal. Yeah, he's a lovely little lad, isn't he? So. But he's not. I wouldn't say he's a
1: boisterous extrovert, would you? No,
0: I wouldn't have said that. No, he's, a, he's a quiet plodder. And We're yet, a lot happy. of
1: people would describe me as relatively noisy. Yeah,
0: you're quite a bubbly sort of person. So that's not him, but do you know that can work really well. So one of the things I cover off in Perfectly Imperfect Puppy is that when you're looking for a dog, um, think first about, well, think about money, right? <laughs> Boring, but it does cost a bit of money. Mm. Um, but when you drill down a bit further, so think about the character of the dog that you want. And it's not always going to be that you have to have a dog that's just like you. Mm. Sometimes you, you do want a bit of that difference, you know, so um, if you're a person who's, uh, who's likely to be a bit anxious or nervous, actually a calm, steady plodder of a dog's not a bad idea. For example, the opposite might be like a working breed border Collie, born on a farm, he's like go, 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 go all the time, well th- there's a fine line to some extent, yeah that's not going to be a good match with somebody who's very sedentary. Mm. But actually, if you're both a bit neurotic, <laughs> that's not going to be good either. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just finding that balance, you know. It's very much like human relationships. Yeah. If you're both exactly the same, there's no sort of dovetail effect, you know? So again, it, it, it comes back to that title, Perfectly Imperfect. You'll end up with a puppy who's imperfect, because they're never perfect, it never works out as you think, but perfectly imperfect for you.
1: Oh, this will be interesting, Graham.
0: Yeah, what we've got a dog coming.
1: We've got a dog and you're going to see. I can keep him off lead, can't I? I think he's all right, isn't he? But isn't it interesting, already, I'm building it into a big thing.
0: That's right. So you see, what I do, I go... I clocked them before you did and I said nothing. I kept talking, right? So so I'm like, hey, there's two people there. I don't know, maybe they haven't got a dog, actually. Here's the thing you see, I've seen him coming from a distance, I've gone, there's two people there, interesting information, we might have to take some action if we get near and he, he starts to kick off. But you've gone, oh my god, oh my god, there's people, there's people, there's people. right people. And you've even imagined a dog that doesn't exist. You're getting anxious about an imaginary dog, Emily. <laughs> and meanwhile, if you look at Raymond, he's like, hello mate, plod, 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 he's fine. <laughs> I tell you. As I said once on the telly, uh-huh. Hello. As I said once on the telly, I might not have a problem with your dog, but I might have a problem with you. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what we do a lot, we go, this is going to be awful, and then it is, and then we pat ourselves on the back, because we were right, it was awful, and it'll be awful next time and the time after that, (laughs) do you know what I mean? And and it's like, okay, this might be a problem, in fact, you know, the honest truth is it might be awful, but let's not go in with that frame of mind, do you know what I mean? Mm. So uh, it's always like, okay, what can I do? Right, so can I do anything to make life easier for myself? Can we give a, In the case of we've got a dog coming towards us, let's say, um, can we give ourselves more distance? So where we are now, we're on a like a tarmac sort of single lane road, aren't we? But there are, there are big wide verges on side. So could we walk over on the verge? Will he react a bit less? If he doesn't react, can we reward him? Absolutely. Mm. Will we get more of it? Will that take the pressure off you? Yep. We'll get, will that give you a chance to, to act a bit more, more confidently, mm. yeah? Would that reassure him in future? Yes, mum's got it, he doesn't have to react. See what I mean? Mm. So you look at it and you think, okay, this might be a problem. What can I do to mitigate that? Yeah. Okay, and can we get through this? Now when you get to the end, you're in a situation where instead of saying, I knew it would be awful and it was, you say, well, mm, that was a bit of a challenge, but hey, we did okay there.
1: So one of the things, Graham, with pandemic puppies, is people obviously nervous about leaving dogs alone. Mm.
0: It's an interesting thing. It's, I mean, it is, it's a real thing—separation anxiety. So you know, I wouldn't want to say otherwise, but it did get bigged up in the media. You know, as soon as people were starting to go back to the office, everybody lashed onto it. Oh, we're going to have a massive problem with separation anxiety. And it's almost a case of the only thing you have to fear is fear itself, because. What then happened was people went, oh, today's the day, I'm going back to the office, this is going to be awful. So they'd be there at the front door, the dog's like, oh, this is unusual. And they're like, it's okay, darling, everything's okay. I'll be back later. Everything's all right. It's okay. You know, and the dog's thinking, well, I was slightly perturbed, but you look terrified. (laughs) Right? So there's clearly something going wrong here. And then of course, you know, it's bound to make them anxious. So. There are things that you can do in terms of building it up. I mean, if you've got the time, um, just pop out for a minute or two. Literally no more than that, back in again. Mm. And when you come back, try and just be a bit normal. I go, I come back, it's all part of normal life. It's fine, Mm. yeah? That's the message. And it's the body language really that conveys that. Hi, mate, I'm back. Right, I'll set the kettle on. See you in a minute, you know. (laughs) Come Come on, Raymond! Right, so instead of, now here's the thing. So he doesn't want to come back. I think he's fed up now. But we've decided we're gonna turn this way. So he's like, there's a standoff now, isn't it? Yeah, he stood there, we're stood here. So one of us is gonna give in. Now I really don't want him to go his direction because there's a busy road over there, right? So the tendency is to run towards him. Let's not do that. Let's call him so he can see us and we walk the opposite way.
1: Shall I try? Yeah,
0: call him and then just go.
1: This is worse than the flash dance panel. (laughs) I'm so strict. Raymond!
0: Raymond, Na- now go, come on, don't mess about. So you, you, it's like fair warning. You're looking at us. We're off this way. Don't look back. <laughs> you can't help yourself, can you? So I like, wasn't coming. Is he coming? To oh, Is oh, he coming? Hang on, he's coming. Look, slowly but surely. He's now twice the distance he was because he's like, nah, nah, they'll give up. They'll give up. Don't slow down. Don't okay, slow down. down. Right? Because he's now gone. Oh my God, they're not going to stop. This is just, just ridiculous. she always stops. I always get my own way. See what I mean? So we are going? No, no, we're going this way. You see it? Here he comes. And now...
1: Oh, my God.
0: It worked. Raymond, come on. <laughs> now I've just injected a bit of that in to speed him up, yeah. right? So you see, what would ordinarily have happened, understandably, is he would have gone, no, no, I don't want to go. You'd have gone to him. Yeah. He gets his own way again. So your walk becomes a series of, of pauses where the dog goes, no, you can stop right now.
1: So... I really want to come and see you on tour, Graham, because uh-huh. I'm very excited about this. And it's what what made you want to do it?
0: Well, it, it's a, it's a natural extension of uh, of the other things I've done, I suppose. Um, I've always sort of had been speaking to little groups of people, you know, way before I was on the telly. I'd, I'd run a seminar, of maybe 20 people. A bit of a difference between that and the 30, you might say, but the principle's the same, really. You're helping a, a number of people at the same time. Mm. Um, And I just thought we could have some fun in a theatre. Um, There's, you know, the way I do things is, I always think, if you watch the telly or you come to the theatre and you walk away thinking, well that was a bit of fun, I quite enjoyed that, but I learnt something too, great. And that really is what the theatre uh, is all about. I think it'd be quite an entertaining show, but I guarantee you'll walk away thinking, (laughs) I never knew that. Come on, Raymond!
1: Okay, Graham. We're going to do a loyalty test now. Who's he going to come to?
0: Come oh, on. that'll be interesting. Yeah, go on then. You stand that side. I'll stand this side. Raymond! Come on, Ray! Come on, Ray! Yay, yeah, good boy! He nearly went to the producer. That's funny. <laughs> Yay, good boy! Come on then! Come on, Ray! Yay! Ooh. Come on, Ray. Good boy! Hello! Come on, Hello! Ray. Hey, who's the daddy? <laughs> <laughs> he ran to me. There you go. And he's done a shake off now because he's got back. Good boy. Well, you go to your mum now.
1: I've never encountered such disloyalty in my life.
0: <laughs> and he's just walked away from you again. Oh, that's funny. Do you know what happened there? If you analyse that moment, right? So he's come to me. He's gone halfway, and he's looking at you. Right? You're scowling at him, going, "I've never encountered such disloyalty, mother." He's gone. Oh, blimey! I don't know what's up with her, but she ain't happy. I'll go back to this for her. He's <laughs> <me>, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely walk, this, isn't it? got a better class of walk in the Cotswolds, you yeah. know. It's only spoiled by that railway that goes across there, but we do get a better class of train to Paddington here than anywhere else.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing, and this is what I think probably separates you, and I won't name any names, but a lot of the, sort of, the traditional dog behaviorists mm. is that you're funny and you've got a sense of humor. And I think for me, I would never want to expose my dog to anybody who didn't have a sense of humour.
0: No, I think you're right. It's a funny, it, you, you are right. Um, a, a lot of traditional dog <laughs> behaviourists and trainers have we just been we very are. lacking in humour over the years. Well, let's think about somebody who's long gone, Barbara Woodhouse. You don't <laughs> think about Barbara Woodhouse and think, oh how I laughed, oh my sides. Now she was terrifying frankly. Uh, a vision in tweed, it's the only thing we've got in common really. Um, but but dogs are funny, and dog yeah. people get it. You know, how often do dog people meet in a park and just, just laugh about something <laughs> naughty that their dog did? It's just funny. So it seems to me, it always has, that there's a bit of a disconnect. You know, not all dog trainers are humorous, of course not. But we have got this reputation of being a bit serious and a bit, you know, mm. a bit imposing, if you like. But dog people aren't like that, you know? Yeah. So I think... I think maybe i struck a chord with that. You know, he's not always a dog trainer, but he's, he's got a sense of humour. Oh, great.
1: Here's a question, Graham. Yeah? Why do we love dogs so much?
0: Because, uh, maybe because they don't speak, actually. <laughs> Most of the times you've fallen out with somebody because of something they said. It? Um, and no, I think what it is with dogs is we love that connection with this other creature and they don't speak our language and we don't speak theirs, but there is that, unspoken there's a a bond isn't there we always Mm. talk about that and I think that's really enriching you know Mm. Um, and I think that's it you know in a nutshell they look at us they're cute they're furry they make funny noises and we love to think that we know exactly what they're saying yeah and that's great so it's like having a baby but without the 20 odd years of putting them up really and feeding them
1: Yeah, but at least babies eventually get to the stage where you don't have to pick up their poo.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. you just got to pick up the rest of the mess of the lives they make. <laughs> Says the guy who's not got any of his own. But, but yeah. <laughs> so, no, no. I mean, you know, if you really must have a baby, go ahead and all that. But, oh, no, a dog's a lot easier.
1: <laughs> well... I've loved our walk in the Cotswolds with you Graham, and I want to know, honestly, just a quick appraisal of Ray, room for improvement, areas we can better.
0: Well in a nutshell, um, as we would say in Yorkshire, he's alright and the secret there is in the intonation. What you need to understand is that in Yorkshire there's alright, which means not very. Good, very good, excellent. And above that, there's
1: all right. Is that praise?
0: Hey, there's a level above it which he didn't quite attain, which is a bit of all right. That's special.
1: Oh, Raymond, you're not a bit of all right. You're all right though, aren't you?
0: Hey, There you go. He likes being called all right,
1: don't you? Do you think he's reasonably well-behaved?
0: He's very well-behaved. No, he is. See, you're doing that dog mum thing now, aren't you? Please tell me my dog's well, well please, Please tell me you like him. Do you know when people meet me often for the first time? they'll say, "We've got this little problem with our dog, right?" <laughs> and and you go, "Okay, what is it?" Well, go, Look, now listen, he's he's really good on the lead. He's brilliant. He comes back when you call him. He's not aggressive. He's great with kids. He's all right in the car because I've seen your program, Daddy, Daddy. It's like, for goodness' sake, tell me what the problem is. And it's because we don't want people to think badly of our dogs, you know. He's very sensitive, is Tyson. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why don't we want to admit our dogs
0: are badly behaved? Well, it's because we love them, we want everybody else to love them, don't we, in a nutshell? Go on then, off you go, go to your mum, go on, no, no, not me, go on, keep going, AC does love you. So the most exciting thing
1: that's ever happened is about to happen, I'm only going to get into Graham's white Range Rover. No
0: Land Rover, I'm not that posh.
1: with the number plate dog. Good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good, but does it mean that people flag you over on oh, the motorway yeah. and say, I've got a bit of a boisterous lab in yeah. the back?
0: Yeah, it, it really does, and, and it, it's a bit of a problem, I'll be honest. I can't go anywhere unnoticed. I literally could have a bright red Ferrari and I would be less obvious than <laughs> I am in that car. Come on, Ray, get a grip!
1: Well, Graham... Raymond and I have absolutely loved our walk with you. I've learnt so much about him, about dogs, and it's always a pleasure. You're such an incredibly charming, lovely chap. Well, thank
0: you very much. It's been my pleasure. Lovely to meet you finally, Raymond. You're lovely, aren't you? Look after yourself. Good lad.
1: I really hope you enjoyed listening to that And do remember to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes.